0: Do you want to experience more joy and ease as you grow your own business? Tune into this episode of the Enough Already Podcast. I'm your host, Betsy Jordan, and in every episode, we talk about finding the courage to turn your unique strengths, perspective, and experience into a profitable, purpose-driven consulting or coaching business. Today's guest is my treasured colleague and fellow business mentor, Jodi Peaver. She and I worked together years ago when I first got started on Kajabi. And oh my gosh, she taught me so much on how to use this amazing platform for my website, for my courses, email, and so much more. But what I love about working with Jodi and what turned my head about her both then, and especially in this interview, is her natural positivity gift and how she leverages it to better serve her clients, create a business and a life that she loves, and does it all with the spirit of grace and balance. So if you're wondering how to have it all as you define what it all is, this interview is for you. Get ready for a boost of inspiration on exactly how to make that happen. Welcome to the show, Jodi. So excited to have you here. Hey,
1: gorgeous girl, it's lovely to be here. Thank you for welcoming me.
0: So wait, before we get into the conversation, I'd love for you to just take two seconds just to introduce yourself, what you do, what your company's all about.
1: Awesome, so I have been running a marketing agency since 2005. So 17 years, the same age as my son. That's when I started. It was when I had my first child and I've loved it. It's grown leaps and bounds and we have a gorgeous team and we all work in our joy. And it's just been incredible. It's an amazing seven year, 17 year journey that just genuinely keeps getting better. It's great.
0: So how many years has it been since you and I worked together? I'm trying to remember. We
1: we keep working together. So it's kind of in, out, in, out, but it's got to be, we've got to have worked together five, six years now, I think.
0: Yeah, I think at least. So what I, one of the reasons why I want to have you on the show is, you know, for years and years and years, I had, you know, many different mentors. I'm all about finding business mentors and people to guide you in different phases of your journey. And one of the things that I appreciated about you was just the fact that you were really helping people grow their business, but from a sense of a work-life balance. Like you never pushed me. You always gave me like the skills and the tools to grow my business. You never tried to dampen my ambition but you never tried to push me, you know, beyond because there was like a balance element. Um, just for those who are listening, Jody's an amazing, she's a business mentor, or a coach, and she has a marketing agency that helps people, especially people who are, are getting on a Kajabi. So I could not have gotten, I'm obsessed with Kajabi in part because Jodi made me even more obsessed with Kajabi and I got rid of everything but Kajabi. So we're both hashtag Kajabi purists now, yes. um, but but that's one of the things that in compared to all the other Kajabi mentors, I could have hired all the other business mentors. So how do you come? Did I just intuit it from just kind of like your energy or like, how, do, what is it about you that is all about this work life balance? And how does that relate? Because it sounds like your parenting journey and your entrepreneurial journey are come are one and the same.
1: Yeah. And I think that might be a big sort of trigger factor right at the beginning, because I didn't start a marketing agency to make money. I didn't start a marketing agency for the clients. I started a marketing agency because I didn't want to be an accountant and drive around England because I was running the official receivers offices in Chester, Belfast, Cardiff, Plymouth, Euston, Birmingham office. I mean, I was covering practically two thirds of England in the car. And it's exhausting, you know. Even though you're not working when you're driving, your brain is constantly active. I get home and just be shattered. And I thought, I am looking forward to being a mum, and you know, quitting work. This is great, but like all women who are driven and determined, like you and me, we can't be off for that long. Our brains are going. Oh my god, I need something. So when I think Sam was about four months old, three, four months old. I was invited to do the PR of a local company because I had Sam at home in a birth pool and the, the manufacturer of the birth pool is a local company here. And they said, can you run our PR? And I said, yeah, I mean, I'm already shouting from the rooftops about you guys. So yes, I'd love to. And that's definitely sort of my skill set from previous things I'd done. And I didn't start it, you know, to make money. I didn't start it, I didn't need to work because Richard was running the, the sort of breadwinning part of it so that I could be a stay at home mom. So it really just came from a genuine joy of wanting that work life balance, wanting my brain to be active, and then actually really bloody loving what I was doing. Loving website building. i would never built a website in my life before 2005. Um, You know, getting out there, getting people success, having great success in all of the mother and baby magazines in England and having people call me and going, my God, I see your PR, you are like second to none. I'm like, yeah, thank you very much. I was like, oh my God, I'm actually good at this. I'm good at this. And it genuinely grew from there. It didn't grow from a, oh my gosh, I've got to make money. It didn't grow from a, you know, I've got to pay half the bills. There was none of that pressure. And then in 2008, do you remember, we had a little bit of a recession, 2007, 2008.
0: Wait, a little bit of a recession um, over here on this side of the pond. <laughs> Nobody
1: would have called it a little bit of a recession. What? in 2008 it- it didn't even touch me so wow. I went 2008 December I went to Selfridges in Birmingham and I bought myself a Mont Blanc pen as a well done for getting through the recession with no dip in income nothing it didn't even touch me it didn't even touch me and I was so proud of myself it's like my little business that's only a couple of years old completely and utterly stood the test of that and it just grew and grew from then on and suddenly I was like oh hang on a minute I'm earning more than Richard is. How did that happen? Wait, this is crazy. There's like serious income potential here. So then I started growing it. Savannah came on board in 2007. She's a bloody legend. But it still was a bit of a surprise. And you're like, oh, my God, this is, wow, this is great. A, we're really good at this. B, we're working in our joy every day. We were just like on cloud nine. We're getting paid loads of money for doing stuff we love. So I said to my husband, I'm going to I'm gonna earn enough money so you can retire. He was like, yeah, yeah, I'll believe that when I see it. Yeah, yeah. 2015, I said, honey, you don't need to work anymore. In fact, it's not much point in you working because every hour that you're using out of the house and not being with us at home, you're not earning anything like what I can earn in an hour. So it's better for you to be at home because otherwise you're spending the whole month out stressed, literally heart attack about to happen and stuff. And you're not even earning an amount of money that warrants, you know, that justifies that, that makes up for having a heart attack, makes up for having that level of stress. And he was like, no, I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready yet. Finally, in October 2019, he retired, age 48. And I was the proudest, proudest lady. Just knowing that this little business that I'd not really meant to have and not really intentionally grown had led us to this place. That's amazing. Really, really awesome. And we bought this gorgeous house, you know, lower house. I love it. Oh, my God. Elizabethan Manor House built in two, uh, 1560. So it's 470, 460 years old. And, you know, the business meant that we could buy this place. And things so. Like wow. That.
0: But see, what I love about what you're talking about is really the reason why I wanted to have you on the show is a lot of people want to grow this kind of success, but I don't hear any angst about it.
1: You know, Mm -hmm. and I don't
0: know if it's because Richard had the income or is it that you just decided very, very early on to get into your, into your joy right away? Like, which one do you think it is?
1: I think definitely the first couple of years, knowing that it didn't really matter how it went, that was great. That was a really, really beautiful, you know, no stress at all. You know, I was just excited by, by what, what was happening and, and how it was growing But definitely the joy thing. And I've actually this year added a sort of an extra uh, string to my bow. I've called it architecture joy because I want to help other agency owners create this exact same environment where everybody's working in their joy. So we've got this great thing on a spreadsheet in Google. I call it a anondrant, which is an awful, awful name, but it's nine squares. And you basically look at every single task that you spend your time on. So go for a whole month, you know, what are you spending your time on? And you've got the top left, quadrant is love it, great at it. Then you've got love it, good at it. And then you've got love it, not good at it. Now, if you love it and you're not good at it, it means you need training. You need to do more time. You need to, you know, learn more so that you are love it. You, it becomes love it, great at it. Then you've got like, great at, like, good at, like, not good at. Again, if you like it, you'll want to do more because then it might move up into being the like or the love greater and move over into those quadrants. Then at the bottom, you've got don't like greater because there is some stuff that you don't like doing, but you're really bloody good. at, And you're like, oh, God. Then you've got don't like good at and then don't like not good at. And I make sure every single member of my team, including me, is living in that top three row. And it's incredible. So they just say to me, oh. I tried it, but I don't like it. Don't worry, I'll give it to somebody else to do. And because there's enough of us, we can just delegate around. And you go, do you know, like Jack, Jack was doing video editing for three years. And he said, I think I'm done. I said, I don't blame you. I wouldn't have done it in the first place. I can't bear video editing. But Yiska does the video editing now and she is fully in her joy. She absolutely loves it. And the great thing is, that if you're working in your joy, it means you're over-delivering for your clients. Because when we're doing stuff we love, we always do it to the maximum. Whereas if you're doing stuff you don't like or you're not very good at or, you're, you know, you're in this lower level in the non you kind of do the bare minimum. You do what you can to get by. You, you know, you do what is needed to do the job and put a tick. When you're working in your joy in the top bit, oh, my God, clients just get over delivered constantly. And then they're like, oh, my God, total raving fan. You get great testimonials and then you can grow your agency money wise rather than clients wise. You don't want to grow your agency by getting more clients. You want to grow your agency by charging more because you're good at what you do. And you've got great testimonials that justify that higher ticket price. So it's just it's become this crazy 17, sto- 17 year story where now I'm like, oh, my God, I want to teach other people how to do this and how to grow those agencies. It's really exciting. I didn't think this is how it would go, but it's a lovely sort of extra string to my bow. It's awesome.
0: So I love what you're talking about. So there's so many reasons why I could see why you and I work really well together. So I have a similar um, model. I call it, it's like the doom loop. And I have it where there's the four quadrants where you start off where it's like, you like it, but you're not good at it. You know, and then you like it and you're good at it. And then you move to you are good at it, but you don't like it anymore. And then at some point you go into, you don't like it and you're no longer good at it. And it's like a doom loop. And the theory is, is if you don't make a move, before, when you're still in the like it and you're good at it, if you don't make a move beforehand, you're going to wind up in this doom loop or you're not going to be in a good place. Mm-hmm. So if you were going to look at your scenario, how is it that you, because what I experience with people and myself is we get really attached to the things that we're good at, even if we don't like it anymore, because there's security element. There's something like, okay, I know and trust this, but there's this new stuff I might like to do. Um, that's where I was when I was working with you, as I was really stuck on I'm I'm good at this consulting thing, but I really love this branding thing. What am I supposed to do here? This other thing I'm secure in my money and this one's not. How do you help mm-hmm. your clients let go of these things that they don't like anymore? You did a lot of work with me around that work. That was yeah. the was a main part of our work together. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, definitely. If you've got a team where you can simply delegate and and sort of internally delegate those kinds of tasks, then that's easy peasy. If you're just a one-man band, you need to be thinking about a gentle transition. It might be a six, nine, 12-month transition. And you have to be reactionary, unfortunately, because otherwise you can't pay the bills and you can't be all blasé and go, I'm following my joy and then have no bills being paid. That's just terrifying. And the biggest thing for entrepreneurs that I find is the lack of sleep. And I sleep incredibly well. And I know that because When there have been times over 17 years where I haven't slept well, I've known why. And there's been a a specific thing that I was transitioning through or a specific struggle that I was overcoming. But most of the time with me, it is I sleep really, really well. Now, if you've got an entrepreneur and you tell them to transition quickly, they will they'll fall over money wise and they won't bring the money in. And that's terrifying. So six, nine, 12 months, then you can pull back. So at the moment we're pulling back on client work and less one-to-one work and doing more group and more um, sort of passive offers. So we've got Unlocked Club, which is all coding and templates and things like that. So once you've built it, you just sell it loads of times. That can't happen overnight. So even though I say to the team, hey, we're heading in this direction, we've still got to make sure we pay the wage bill and we pay the mortgages in this month. So it has to be done gently. But so long as the whole team, or just you if it's a one-man band, you know that that's the focus and that's the goal, you will start bringing that in. The universe will send you those people, will send you the right kinds of clients, will send you that shit. So long as you know that that's the goal in mind and you're really bloody specific about it, don't just say, I don't want to do this anymore. You've got to say, I want to do this. I want to, mm. you know, manifesting is incredibly important don't don't and, and you know how the brain doesn't even hear a negative so if you say I don't want to do this anymore they'll still ill send you more of the same anyway because it doesn't hear the the negative so you need to be transitioning by looking forward and saying these are the clients I want to manifest and I do that on a regular basis am I allowed to swear on this podcast tell me what is the language thing on this podcast
0: I don't think you're allowed to swear on the podcast no. okay
1: so I'm going to use I'm going to use a, a teenager level word instead of an adult level word So we have in our team an idiot filter for clients, right? There are certain clients that I get an intuition for that I shouldn't work with. And you are, I'm never wrong. And if I ignore the intuition, I just live to regret it. It's awful. So I've had over the 17 years to really hone that idiot filter. And it's the same thing when you're manifesting. You've got to be really clear about what that idiot filter looks like. What are the kinds of clients that you want? Be really specific. Did I tell you about how I manifested this house? I, it was exactly what I asked for. So I asked for a farmhouse that was detached with room and paddocks for ducks, ducks, dogs, pigs and horses that was in driving distance of Poppy and Sam's school. And I wrote that on the back of my loo door. I literally wrote in felt tip pen on the back of my loo door. And I got exactly that within about six weeks. Wow. And then, and then we bought this house. So when you're trying to transition from one kind of work into another kind of work you've got to manifest it in a really really specific way i wrote a post on on this on facebook the other day about paying my tax bill it's like i needed exactly that amount of money and i got it to within 12 pounds of that amount of money it was incredibly specific
0: so it seems like that there's two sides of what you do it's almost like i in order to make the move while you're still in the current state You have to really get clear on what you want to do and start manifesting it. And then while you're in your current state, then you're going to be able to move more effortlessly into your future state because you've manifested, you dreamed it. And I think that's a huge thing. A lot of times when I work with my clients around the branding, they're like, oh, I'm still incorporated or I'm not ready to make the move. I'm like, cool, we should still build it because... Then yep. whatever it is, it becomes tangible. That's why like for me, the, when I work with people on the brand messaging, positioning, finding the words to articulate what it is that you want and putting in a website copy and designing it, it actually brings it into being. It manifests its intangible exactly. reality. And then yep. when you're ready, you have something new. But waiting until you're ready, this thing will never happen.
1: You yeah. have to, you I have need to really scared. do the work. You could, because you'll be scared to switch one off. If you manifest it properly and you really put out the intention to the universe, the kind of clients that you want to work with, the kind of direction you want to move into, it might be moving into retiring or it might be moving into a totally different arm of your business. But if you don't say what you need, the universe can't deliver that. So you're going to sit there for years going, oh, it it, it never happened for me. Yeah, because you didn't let it happen for you. You won't have to force that transition if you tell the universe what you want, because they'll just come in. It'll just come in. Whenever I set a more honed filter for these idiots, and idiots, not the right word, but you know what I mean? Yes, yes. <laughs> the type of clients I don't want to work with. Um, whenever I hone that filter a little bit more, I instantly see the difference in the client calls that I'm having and, and the sales calls that I'm having with people. It's immediate. So these people who want to move out of corporate, they've got to be looking and, and and dreaming about those gorgeous clients they're going to be working with, or those kind of coaching environments or speaking from the stage or running retreats. They've got to picture themselves there because the universe will start sending them and they'll go, oh gosh, I really do need to cut down on the corporate because I haven't got enough time to service all these new clients. Yeah. And where do you think they came from? They came from you manifesting them. So if so you hold off and pause it, it's never going to happen.
0: I always find it interesting it's like sometimes like when I work on a new a new service page or something like that I'll get a call for that exact thing I'm like I haven't oh, even launched yeah. this yet like yeah. this is
1: so weird I've it's done so weird. that so many times I, I create these things that I call and I've done it with you the ultimate package it's like the everything Betsy package what does that look like for most of my clients as soon as you even come up with the idea you'll sign someone up within 24 hours and you haven't, you haven't even done the page yet you haven't even put it out there it's brilliant
0: and I think that there's another element too, is like understanding your energy, you know, and understanding where that's at. Like I have, I'm in the middle of a, a, a new phase business-wise. Mm-hmm. So I'm working to move on into more of speaking and writing. And I do want to do more group stuff, but I also know I've been working really hard as a single parent for years and years and years. And my kids just left home in the middle in the middle of a move that it's like, I need to take a quarter to rest. So it's like, I feel like that energetically, I know this is where I'm going, but I feel like when I'm, when I'm in that other space, like honoring that part. So how do you balance, like I'm manifesting this and knowing how to balance it when it's like, I just, I just need a chill time. Like I just need to get through this or I just need to do that. How do you, how do you balance that energy? And how do you know when it's like move, 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 or I just need to think, or I just need to do nothing for a little bit.
1: It is the most important thing. And I constantly, I watch Facebook Timeline and so many people post about burnout on a regular basis. I watch them and I can predict when they're going to burn out again because they'll do the burnout and there'll be a dramatic exclamation on Facebook about the burnout and how they need to respect their bodies and respect their energy. And then a couple of weeks will go past, they'll come out of the burnout and then they'll go, I'm putting out this offer and I'm doing this and I'm doing that and then I'm going there and then I'm going to travel there and then I'm doing this and then I'm on a plane. And I go, "Uh uh-huh, yep, right. People who live on a roller coaster are going to burn out. I do not live a roller coaster life. I am very stable. I am very gentle. I mean, if you got on my roller coaster, you would be bored. It is like just a level roller coaster. I am a home bunny. I really am. I came to the conference for Kajabi back in 2019. I was only gone for six days. I was like, oh, my God. I I love my home. I love where I am. My energy here is great. I work short days. I work Monday to Thursday. I don't work Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Every five-week month, we take the fifth week off. I do nothing in that fifth week. I don't go off on holiday. I don't go traveling. I'm at home and I'm here. And my brain on about Thursday is on fire because I've genuinely stopped work. Got no client calls, got no client work. It's the fifth week month. That week is off. The whole team has that week off. It's gorgeous. My brain, because I'm not having to, you know, use up bandwidth on however many clients we're working on, it gets really subconsciously active. I'm sleeping well. I'm having gorgeous lines. I'm resting. And you know what? The changes to my business after that five-week month are incredible. You must, must, must respect your energy levels, because you don't want to be one of these statistics of the entrepreneur that has the roller coaster. They honestly, I watch it happen. They choose that lifestyle, but then they moan when they burn out. And I watch from the sidelines and I think, no, you asked for that. You chose that because you acted that way. You're not respecting your body at all. I drink celery juice every morning. I like to reduce the toxins that are in my body on a regular basis with celery juice. And it works brilliantly. My skin is fantastic. Oh, it makes your skin so soft. It's called a cellar celery juice. But that is like my only tip for nutrition because all the celery salts help get out all the yucky toxins that are in your body. I sleep well and I listen to my energy. If I'm ill, which I'm not often ill, but I have had COVID three times, I think I get a medal for that. Um, Oh no. whenever, Whenever I get COVID, I properly go to bed, you know. I don't go, oh, I've got client calls. No, I'm going to bed. I'm stopping. If I'm even slightly ill, like a little minor cold or something, I stop. I don't kind so, of there's people who push through.
0: So it sounds like that there's like the secret sauce for what you would say from a business development standpoint is like thing one is do work that you love, like mm-hmm. choose what you love to do and, and be very vigilant about it. And thing two is really respecting your energy and putting your energy first. Like you just need to make sure you're sleeping enough. And as an entrepreneur to, um, to survive and thrive is you need to put boundaries around your time. You can't work 24 seven. You have to take the time off. You almost have to it Sounds like you put it into the calendar first and manage your client's expectations I around. Did. This is how it is. Yep. Um, but what I'm hearing underneath it, because you keep mentioning the universe and the universe is going to bring it to you and the manifestation is you live in a state of abundance mm-hmm. rather than scarcity. And I oh, think that the the yeah. root cause of why people don't do that, why do they work 24 seven is that scarcity, that money fear, like the money's not going to come if I don't mm-hmm. push myself, push myself, push myself, or I can't give up this bad work, this work I don't love, love anymore, or I don't even like, or I never liked. It's because mm. of the scarcity. So mm. how, where is this mindset, this attitude towards abundance? How do you, where did you get it? Have you always been this positive ah,
1: person? I've always been this positive person. I wish I could tell you how, because I, and I've been asked this question many, many years over the last few decades. I wish I could tell you how. I have people saying to me, I need Jodi energy. I need your positivity. How do you do it? I don't know. It's a really poor answer and I apologize. But what I will say is that I trust the universe I say some crazy stuff, Betsy. So um, my husband did a bit of consulting recently because he's kidding out his street food truck. So he wanted to earn the money to pay for that. So we didn't have to have a loan for that. And so he worked for a couple of months doing consultancy. He hated it. He was like, oh, my God, I'm so glad I'm retired. And this is a short thing. You know, it really reminded him of why he retired. And so he finished last Friday and he- We had the Euros, which the women won. Yes, go girls. And so we had a friend over on Sunday. And Richard said, so are you playing golf on Tuesday? Because they always play golf every Tuesday. And he's had to knock that on the head because he was back at work. And Guy said, no, I don't want to. It's going to rain. I said, it won't rain. He said, Jodie, it says it's going to rain all day Tuesday. I said, it won't rain. It's not going to rain. It's not going to rain for Richard's first day back at golf. After putting his heart into this awful consultancy that he didn't want to do, the universe is not going to let it rain. And Guy went, yeah, yeah, whatever. Didn't rain. <laughs> of course it didn't rain because I said it wasn't going to rain. And I messaged him and I said, hmm, mm-hmm. did it rain? And he went, I'm not going to lie. There's, I, there's I, nothing I can say to that because it, it really didn't rain. Yeah. But I believe it. It's And some of the things that I do are crazy like that. Like, Jodie, you're not in charge of the weather. But, you know, sometimes you just, well, all the time. I trust it. I believe in it. And it,
0: okay, so was it a positivity well, or trusting your intuition? Did your intuition fine. say, I don't think it's going to rain? Or is it like, no, I'm just going to no. be Pollyanna? Because Pollyanna is not the same as being positive. Positive is oh. like, I trust my intuition. And I, I don't like my gut tells me it's not going to rain versus like, I'm Pollyanna. And, you know, everything's fine. And I don't see anything bad. And
1: No, so I, I see bad, but I definitely a 100% don't focus on it. Here's a really good example. And I don't know whether this helps in any way answer your question about how I do it. I read everybody's timeline at New Year at the end of 2021. And I was shocked by the negativity. So many people going 2021 can do one. What an awful year. Bring on 2022. It was horrendous. And I thought. I don't even remember anything bad happening in 2021. What are they all going on about? It was a lovely year. What's going on? And I was trying to That's, think. Are
0: you talking about 2020 or 2021
1: being a bad year? 2021, 2021. Oh. Oh, really? So we still had COVID. We still had ups and downs. We still had lockdowns, but I genuinely could not remember anything bad about that year. So I thought, well, Jody, that can't be true, that I just don't focus on the bad stuff. So I don't remember the bad stuff. I don't give it like space in my head I only remember all the good stuff so I sat there for a few minutes of like Judy. there must have been something bad that happened in 2021 and it took me about five minutes to remember that the friend who was here on Sunday his father died in April and he died on the golf course with Richard on a Tuesday and Richard did 45 minutes of CPR and kept him alive and he finally passed on the Saturday that was a major major thing in our lives huge he like a father to him massive, massive thing. And I just, it took me minutes, Betsy, to find that memory because I, I don't, I am positive. I don't hold on to any negative stuff. It's not that I don't see it. It's not that I don't experience because of course I do. I'm like everybody else. But I don't hold on to it. I don't, I don't have victim mode about it. I just have positivity to say, oh, well, that happened. Let's move on. I don't hold grudges. I don't worry about the future. I don't, I'm not anxious about the past or anxious about the future. I live in the present. I live in the now. So there isn't that sort of weighing. I don't get weighed down by past events that are negative. Does that help at all? Um, Well,
0: it sounds like on the Gallup Strength Finder, I don't know if you've ever taken that assessment, there's a strength called positivity that you obviously, that might be your number one as a strength, um, which is something that it's like when you have a real strength, like what you have, it's like, well, I don't know how to do it. Like, it's like, okay, you know, like, I don't know. It's like, so that's when you know you're in your strength. So Mm -hmm. that's why it's good that you've built your business around that type of strength. And Mm -hmm. I think out of that is another thing that I think makes you stand out as a business mentor in a marketing agency is you're unapologetically you. Like I just remember so many different conversations with you and you're just like, I'm just me. And you, and you were, I remember you saying something like people would um, give you crap about some of the things that you might say in your emails or this and that. And, uh, but you're unapologetically you. Is that another part of that positivity gift that's just manifesting in your work? Or do you have to work to become more unapologetically yourself?
1: Yeah, I, def- I remember the shift. It was when Poppy was born when I was 37. I remember the shift. And I something happened to me spiritually when I gave birth to a daughter, I swear to God. There was a, a massive shift. I don't know what it was. It's like a, a switch when it was just turned. And I realized that I'd had too many people in my life say that they loved Jody energy and that they reached out to me and and people would say oh can I come and visit because i just need some Jody energy but i would i kind of just ignored it and just it was a thing and then i realized you know what if i stopped being less for people and if i just stepped into that Jody energy and that positivity and that enthusiasm all of which as you say is positive none of the None of the Jodiness is negative. It's not bitchy, it's not victim mode, it's not anxious, it's not narcissistic, nothing. It's all just boundless enthusiasm and positivity. Surely the world is gonna be a better place for me stepping into that instead of trying to be less for the people who couldn't take that. Because I did constantly get people, even my sister-in-law, she's like, Jodie, you just need to be less. And I'm like, oh my God, that's painful, Betsy, really painful. But it took me until then for me to go, do you know what? No, I'm not, not doing this anymore. I'm not going to be less for them because my when I step into me, it is just gorgeous positivity and enthusiasm. I did once get criticised in a Google review for saying the word lovely too much. Again, I'm going to let that one go because I just don't even think that's a criticism.
0: Well, of all the things to criticize, I would, you know, that's one you could like brush right right off, you know. I mean, you stand in the arena, get criticized for something. It's like that's oh, an easy one, you know. <laughs> but the, you. Okay, so um, I was so I, I'm sure if somebody's listening in. It's like, well, but Jody, I don't have that natural gifting. That's not the way I'm wired. I'm wired, I'm much more of like an overthinker or, you know, like, and that's my gift because my superpower is I can, you know, pinpoint problems and I can help solve them. And I can, you know, or I have, I know how to have empathy for other people. So I know how to sit with sadness a little bit. Like, how do you, how do you adapt your positive style to reflect different kinds of clients? Or what would you say to those clients? where I was like, I'm not, I'm not wired like you. Does that mean that I can't have a gorgeous life?
1: No. And I, so I have not experienced the death of my husband. And yet a client of mine experienced the death of her husband and she messaged me privately and we had a a FaceTime call. She said, you're the only person whose posts on my uh, comments on my posts actually are true and real and beautiful. Because I was saying, I mean, God, the amount of rubbish that people put on when you talk about missing your husband after he's passed, because they're platitudes, they're just nothing words. Oh, it'll get better with time. Shut up, oh my my goodness. No, don't post anything at all, rather than post that. And I just went in and I said, there are no words. All I can do is send Jodie hugs and love and just know that every single time you grieve for him and every tear that you cry is because you loved him so very much. So feel into those tears and feel into that love and be really grateful that you had that experience because a lot of people don't. And just feel into that love and pat yourself on the back and say, Julia, you're incredible because you were loved by a man like him. And she was messaging me going, oh, my God, thank you. So, yes, I'm positive. I'm not positive to a fault. I'm also empathetic and I'm also able to step into that intuition and just be real for people without the rubbishy platitudes that people say. People she just had her birthday, the first birthday since he passed. And people were going, the happiest of birthdays to you, Julia. Ooh, it's not going to be. Let's be real here. But they can't cope with being real because they're in this denial state, which I don't think is healthy. And I just went in and I went, God, this must be the hardest birthday. I am so sorry. Just step into it, be gentle on you, and I love you, and shout me if you need me. And she was like, oh my God, thank you. She met private message me. she said, thank you, because I nobody gets it. Nobody gets it. You don't want to be told to have a happy birthday on the first one after your husband passed. Ooh. So yeah, being positive doesn't mean that you can't sit with sadness, that you can't sit with grief. You can't sit with anger. You can't sit with mental health issues. In fact, sometimes I can be a bolster because I'm, I'm there and I'm, I'm providing that slightly different viewpoint. So I think it, I think it
0: works everywhere. So so you seem to merge like the very personal side. So you have a lot of technical aspects of how you help your clients. I don't know if your business has completely changed since we worked together, but you definitely help people from the very tactical around how to get on Kajabi. How do you get a website on Kajabi? How do you get all your systems set up? You help people with Facebook ads and how do you get your message out? You work through all of the different elements of the business build. It seems like there's a very personal component. Um, Anything about what's going on in your business outside of the Architect Your Joy um, program? Anything else about your business that you would want to highlight?
1: So client work, it has to be both personal and business, I think. Those relationships, because I'm I'm getting really deep into the copywriting with clients and into the branding and, and helping them to shake off the ego that sometimes comes when you create a business and step into what the client needs and what their customer needs rather than, so for example, and and I'm sure you find this with people, a lot of people try to brand for themselves and you're not branding for you, you're branding for your customer. Mm -hmm. And simply making that shift is sometimes quite humbling for people and they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa and helping them shift that's quite emotional that's quite there's a lot of deep seated stuff there there's a lot of self worth a lot of imposter syndrome that comes out a lot of my clients have a lot of limiting beliefs that i don't think i'm qualified to handle but they share with me and i and i talk them through and i you know i send them to other people if they if they need to work on it specifically but a lot of stuff comes up that's quite that's inner work even though i'm doing a lot of left brain stuff which is you know techie automations and coding and, and number crunching and things like that. So there is, there is a real, and I think that's probably why I love it. Cause it, it, it really does. It's left and right brain constantly what we're doing in this agency, which is beautiful.
0: I call it like an action learning opportunity. Like if you're wor- working on copy, I do a lot of copywriting work. I call it like copy wrestling, you know, because I yeah. feel like I have to wrestle the copy out of people or I have to wrestle the brand. You know, the authentic brand and the authentic brand is about who you're going to serve. But there's all those kind of issues. But I feel like people can heal if you heal in this particular part, like whatever this issue is that's making it difficult, you're going to heal in other parts of your life. You're going to own this part of who you are and you're going to own it in other parts. And there is a healing component to writing copy. There's a healing component Mm -hmm. to owning your brand. Do you experience that as well?
1: Yeah, definitely. And if you are prepared to be an entrepreneur, which is, you've got to be driven, you've got to be determined, you've got to be focused, you've got to know what your vision is, you've got to stand into it. If you are prepared to be an entrepreneur and you want to embrace that role, you've got to be ready for it to be, you know, a lot of inner work. You can't just say, I run a business, this is here in this compartmentalized area. It just isn't. Most entrepreneurs will tell you, the successful ones, that when they truly stepped into who they were, they really owned their joy and their superpowers, that's when their businesses took off. And there's a reason for that. We connect with people, we don't connect with businesses, we connect with CEOs of businesses, we connect with the managing director of a business, we don't correct, we don't connect with the business. Right. And so if we're not prepared to open the doors, share some stuff, then I don't, I I honestly don't think you'll scale and you'll grow and you'll enjoy that level of, of higher success that you want because you're compartmentalizing. And I don't think you can when you're an entrepreneur.
0: I I think you can for a while, you just can't, it won't sustain. And, you know, one of the things that you and I have a shared philosophy on, because if you look at both of our websites, we'll have our pictures everywhere. Yeah. But, I know I don't put my pictures and I don't, you just put your pictures because it's like, it's about me, me, me. It's about creating a limbic connection with your clients. Like I want to look warm and relatable because I'm having a personal relationship with you. I think ultimately you could have a business that, let's say you have a business that sells widgets. Maybe you don't need to have as personal of a connection with your clients. But if you're selling your ideas and your advice and your guidance and and this personal side, it's a personal business. And I tell people all the time, like, Um, organizations, there is no limbic brain. You never contract with an organization. There's a person within the organization. There's a person that you're working with. Nobody wants to work with amorphous coach that's hidden behind these stock photos. They want to work with a person. And I think that's where Brene Brown's work really helps is learning how to step into the arena and be seen. And it seems like this is something that you help your clients do. Like if you're going to say one tip to those who are listening right now or on How do you have the courage to be seen for the sake of your mission, sake of your joy, sake of your purpose and service to other people? What would be that one tip that you would
1: give? You've got to uncover your natural charisma. Everybody has it. We're all born with it. But society and parents and schooling can crush it. It doesn't disappear, though. It just gets crushed under rubbish. And if you are prepared to go out and do that work, find the person who's your guide for that work, uncover your natural charisma, you will be confident to step out there into the arena. If you don't, that's, I think it's that simple. It's black and white. If you don't have the confidence to step out there, it's because you don't trust your own charisma. And it's probably because you haven't even seen it before because it's just been crushed. It might've been crushed from a very early age, right? If you uncover that, and you step into that charisma and you love that because that's you. That's what makes you glow. If you're not glowing, you've got to uncover that charisma. And then you're like, you, no one can hold you back because you, you just want to get out there and, and, and talk to the world. So
0: people want to get connected to the Jodi natural charisma. How do people find you?
1: So I am a Facebook girl. I really am. I'm on Insta. There's probably 11 posts. <laughs> so I'm a Facebook girl. So reach out, Facebook message me. Jody Peeble. There's spell- far too many E's, so it's J-O-D-W-E and then P-W-V-O-R. So Jody People. But yeah, just come and find me and and reach out on Facebook Messenger. I'm very very happy to to chat about all these things. Great.
0: So, um, not your website, so it's better to find you on Facebook.
1: but it's it's easiest way to just reach out. But my website is my name, so JodyPeople Awesome.
0: So just a couple of wrap up questions. So if you were going to go back in time 17 years ago and you were going to talk to Jody who was just becoming a parent and just starting her business, what would you say to her?
1: I think I would say it's going to be incredible. Do what do what you do because I wouldn't change a thing. It's been an incredible journey. I wouldn't speed it up. I would just let it. It's been a beautiful, gentle increase and you know, like I say, it's not been a roller coaster. It's just been a slow climb up a mountain and it's glorious. I would say, you've got this girl. You don't you know, if there are ever any nights cause in the dark night of the soul when you're awake at three o'clock in the morning and you think, Oh, um, you know, the ego the ego's chatting rubbish in your ear. I would just say you can you can ignore it because you've got this and I, I I know where you get to in 17 years and you're very, very happy. You know what I would say? I would say have more babies. Hmm. That is what I would say, because that's my only regret. I, I now have four dogs and four cats. This is rabbit. This is one of them. Um, That's that's the only thing I would say. I would go back 17 years ago, 2005, to when I had baby number one. And I would say have more babies. That would be my only thing.
0: Is there anything else you'd want to tell me about entrepreneurship, finding your joy, authenticity, positivity? And I just didn't ask you the right question.
1: No, I think you've done a beautiful interview. Thank you for letting me share all of my, all of my crazy positivity. The, the key thing is just being you. It really is, you know, the quicker you can do that, the more impact you're going to have. And every day that you are not enjoying your natural charisma and you're not stepping out into the world, You're holding back from the world and you can't do that. You've got to shine. The world needs your gifts. That's what I'll say.
0: Awesome. On that note, thank you so much, Jody, for being on the show. It was great to catch up with you.
1: And to you, my lovely gorgeous. All right.
0: We'll talk soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in. If today's episode lit a fire on you, please rate and review enough already on Apple Podcasts or subscribe wherever you listen. And if you're looking for your next step, visit me on my website at BetsyJordan.com. And it's Betsy Jordan with the a Y, and you'll learn all about our end-to-end services that are custom-designed to accelerate your success. Don't wait. Start today.